Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Todd Coconato Show, live from Nashville, Tennessee. We've got so much to talk about today. U.S. President Joe Biden labeling MAGA Republicans, it's about 81 million people or more, as extremists. Can you imagine this? We also have Dr. Mark Sherwood, who just ran for governor in the great state of Oklahoma. He'll be joining us in the second segment, the third segment, and the fourth segment. So you don't want to miss him. He's got so much to talk about. Welcome to the Remnant. Buckle up. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast today. I'm pumped up. Can't even believe what's happening in our country, but don't worry about it. Because we will win. We are on the winning team, Team Jesus, and uh, we know how this ends. We know that it doesn't end well for the deep state. doesn't end well for the shadow government. It doesn't end well for those who mock the Lord and his word and his people and touch his anointed and touch the church. Never has it in history ended well for people that do this. Let's just be honest. Never in history. And by the way, God has never failed us. Never, ever, ever, ever. Not one time. Has God failed us? He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. Say it with me. He's with us even until the end of the age. Let's say it together. He's with us even until the end of the age. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So we've got to make sure that we don't get angry or bitter or give up or or, or feel overwhelmed in this time. This This is a test. I have to be honest with you. This is a test. I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, We've got to outmaneuver them. We've got to outsmart them. We've got to outmaneuver them. We've got to outsmart them. And it's not, it's not going to be through violence, my friends. It's not going to be through violence. I know many people are fed up. They just say, let's do this. That's exactly what they want of us. They want, they want to trap us so that they can use law enforcement, use the letter agencies to label us domestic terrorists. We can't allow that. So as much as it seems like that's the way we got to go, we got to look at Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream. He was able to stand there and motivate and, and really set the tone through his words because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And there was an anointing on that man and his life and his ministry to set people free. And that's, that's where we are. This is our time. This is our time to stand up, to rise up, and to be the church and we have the authority in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit to pull down these strongholds because that's what it is these are demonic strongholds and and what we're, we're we've been talking about the prophets of Baal and the prophets of God and Mount Carmel have you heard me talk about that I'm not the only one that's talked about this by the way and, and we're at Mount Carmel and you better believe that when the prophets of God were at Mount Carmel, okay, I'm telling you guys, I'm talking about Elijah, you better believe it was tense. You better believe it was tense. You say, well, you know, they don't understand what we're up against. They don't understand the deep state, how deep they are, how corrupt it is. You know, it's so corrupt, it's so deep, the swamp is so deep. I get it. But it's the prophets of Baal versus the prophets of God. And what happened last time? It's going to happen again. This is 2.0. But we've got to stand our ground and we can't, we got to be like Joshua and Caleb too and not look at these giants and say they're too big. 
They're not too big. They're not too big for God. They're not too big for his remnant. They're not too big for the ecclesia and the body of Christ that has the authority. They're getting more and more overt. Pretty soon here, mark my words, they're going to start labeling Christianity. You better believe it's coming. It's already started. But they're going to start saying biblical Christianity is extreme. That's where they're going with this. So any pastor or, or Christian or anybody that thinks they can sit this out, you can't sit it out. And I'm not here to mock you or attack you. I'm just saying you can't sit it out. And the reason why you can't sit it out is because they're coming for you if you're a Bible-believing Christian. That's what this whole thing is about. It's always been about that. See, people, they, they haven't wanted to accept that because they felt like if I could just ignore this long enough, it'll go away. It will not go away. It's at our doorstep. It's here. But the good news is we can win, and we will win. Uh, so I want to play a clip just in case you haven't heard. I'm sure most of you have. I don't want to make you sick to your stomach or anything like that, so we'll just play a short clip. But let's hear what the occupant, Joe Biden, has to say about MAGA Republicans. That means you and I and people that voted Donald Trump. Anybody that voted Republican, he's trying to differentiate and saying there's like the establishment, you know, the, the mainstream Republicans. This is what they're going to do with Christianity. You better believe it. They're going to say there's mainstream Christianity, and that's the sanctioned communist church but the powerless church the ones that don't talk about any of the things like sin and you know biblical marriage and the fact that you can't be a woman if you're a man or a man if you're a woman or all the stuff that they're pushing on us now the confusion and the lies from the pit of hell that'll be their their state church and that'll be what they consider mainstream but the real church that means you probably if you're listening to this program you you agree with this this type of thing what we're saying because you're the remnant and your remnant warriors, if you're a real Bible-believing member of the ecclesia, member of the body of Christ, you're going to be labeled extreme. And that's where this is going. But the good news is that we're going to outsmart them and outmaneuver them. That's what the Lord is saying. We've got to outsmart and outmaneuver, and we will. And we'll do that by the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but are mighty in the, in the spirit of God for pulling down strongholds. Let's listen to this clip from the occupant. What's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. You mean the rhinos? But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. No, you're a threat. You're a threat, Joe Biden. You're a threat to the country. Um, most of us agree that you didn't even get into this office legitimately. I mean, we can look at, you know, what 2,000 mules brought out. We can look at what Mike Lindell's been talking about. We can look at a lot of stuff. Uh, anybody with discernment can see that there were shenanigans. I mean, look at just down in uh, Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis just, I think, uh, indicted like, what, 20 people for election fraud. Listen, I'm telling you right now, okay, we are at a very important, this is a very pivotal moment for our country because if we allow this rhetoric, this very, he's the one doing what he's saying he's actually doing, what he's accusing us of. 
We're not violent. We know what happened in January 6th. There was agent provocateurs. We know that that whole thing was planned. And, and, and there was a lot of layers to that. I don't know if you watch some of these documentaries that you know, some of these people have put out. Amazing how they've articulated this. I'm not talking about the left-leaning ones. I'm talking about films like Capital Punishment. Have you seen that? Capital Punishment. Amazing how they showed the true story of January 6th. And if you haven't seen that, I, I highly encourage you to see it. Capital Punishment. I think you can go to uh, His Glory TV and look for it there. Uh, but just unbelievable, friends, what these people are trying to push on us right now in, in, in a total propaganda smear setup is what it is. It's a setup. And so we have to outmaneuver and outsmart. We have to look at this and say, this is a trap, but we're not going to fall for it. We're not going to fall for the trap. We're not going to get lured into this trap that they're setting up because their end game, what they want to do is censor guys like me people like you from social media. And, they, and so they're setting this up. They're teeing it up right now. They're putting a thought in people's mind. They're setting it up like a marketing campaign. That's what they're doing. It's like a marketing campaign. And they're, they're, they're rolling out their new marketing strategy to label Trump supporters extremists. And so what I, if I were to be a betting man, which I'm not, but if I were a betting man, I would say that they're probably gonna you know, look to indict President Trump now, of course, I don't want to speak that out. I'm, I'm, I'm declaring and decreeing in Jesus' name that will not happen. But I think that's their objective. Would you, would you disagree with that? I think that's their objective. Guys like Newt Gingrich and Napolitano have already said they think that's going to happen. Um, I've heard others that think it's going to happen that are very astute individuals that have a lot of understanding of law and the way this whole thing works. I mean, we're talking, you know, former judges and, uh, you know, people that are current judges and, and people that are in the in the whole legal world that are saying, yes, he's going to be indicted. So, so let's just say, I mean, Newt Gingrich is saying it. So, so let's just say this. They do that. And then what happens? There's, there's the, the, the Trump Republicans go to the streets, okay? And there's going to be people in what capitals around the country or whatnot. And then what do they do? They inject agent provocateurs into those crowds that are dr- dressed in Trump gear. And all of a sudden they start doing horrific things and what happens is some Trump people might, I don't know, might actually do it again like they did in January 6th. Let's hope they don't. Let's hope they've learned. But then they can say, okay, that's it. These are extremists. Put out some type of bulletin. And the next thing you know, social media pages are coming down left and right. And they're silencing voices like Tucker Carlson, all of us. I mean, any podcast or anybody. So we'll be right back with Dr. Mark Sherwood. All right, everybody. I want to welcome you back. Super excited. For this next guest he's a dear friend man of god man of integrity ran for governor recently in the great state of oklahoma he used to be part of the power team you can definitely see that uh minister of the gospel and also by the way a naturopathic doctor who probably knows more than just about 99 percent of the doctors in america right now i want to welcome my friend dr mark sherwood to the program dr mark sherwood welcome sir Hey, Todd, thanks for having me. I'm so grateful to be here with you, man. Oh, man, it's just so good to have you. I know uh, people have been missing you on the broadcast. And so, man, we got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, I know that you had recently ran for governor of uh, Oklahoma, and I want to get your experience because you were telling me that you witnessed some things that you didn't know before you ran. And so it's been on my heart to ask you, how did it go? What did you learn? Uh, would you mind sharing some of those things with us? Of course. Well, first, um, uh, you know, it was not a negative experience. Um, I have no regrets whatsoever. We went into it strictly, Todd, to be obedient to the call of God. That was it. 
It was not about winning and losing. It was about being obedient to the call of God. And we did fulfill our commitments with that in every speech I gave to the tune of 250 or more. um, I did two things to start. Uh, Number one, I acknowledged Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and savior. Yes. And I didn't really give a rip what anybody thought about that. And then number two, I acknowledged my dear wife, uh, Michelle as the most important human on earth uh, to me. And I, um, Fondly and kindly referred to her as not just my spare rib, but my perfectly glazed, brazed prime rib. And so people <laughs> love that, right? <laughs> and then I would get on with my business, you know, at hand. But um, my whole platform was based upon communication of a GOP platform stance, which I learned, um, sadly so, that the majority of our elected officials had never seen, read, or heard of. Uh, and number two, uh, so I had that in one hand. Number two, I had a constitution in the other. Yep. I learned more about the constitution than probably I, I ever knew by a long shot because I talked it every day and I was able to read some of the Federalist Papers and, you know, what was in the heart, what was the intent, right? Yep. And it's, it's like going back and uh, reading the Bible instead of just reading the scriptures, you actually ask the author, what does it mean, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's the yep. same principle, right? Yep. And I learned the constitution, the principles therein were based upon God's word. And so um, I began to communicate that. And I was, again, sadly um, apprised of the ability that majority of our elected officials, the vast majority, I, I may have found one, maybe two, that were in office and are running for office that knew the Constitution. And so, you know, when I look at that, I found that there's a significant amount of people that we talk about every day, that are in the news every day, that are completely unqualified for office because they swear to protect something that they don't know anything about. So therefore, our country's messed up. And I realized the order of authority in regard to the government should have been like this. God, man, society, government. One more time, God, man, society, and government. And that's the idea of our constitutional republic. Without having that order, Todd, we mess it up. And and so that was the, the tip of the iceberg with what I learned during my 11 months, both working and driving every night around the state of Oklahoma. Yes, and you met so many amazing amazing people out there on the, on the campaign trail, and I'm sure there were so many testimonies and stories, uh, you know, and, and I, I just, man, I, you have been the best governor. I know that God's got different plans. He's taking a different direction right now, but I just, man, we need people like you, and I just want to honor you and thank you for running and thank you for, obe- you know, just being obedient to the calling of God. And I know how many people, I mean, I was hearing from people that were liter- listeners to the show that would tell me, hey, I saw your friend Mark Sherwood, you know, in, in, in the campaign. And so it, it was a robust campaign experience. And that's what, when I look at the numbers, it's just hard for me to, to, to believe them, Mark. I'm sorry, but it's just, you know, no. I, it's, and this is all over the country. When we see America First candidates, it's not just in Oklahoma. It's all over the country. And, you know, my friend ran for governor down in, um, in, in the great state of Georgia. And, uh, and she had a same, uh, you know, kind of issue where, you know, I mean, she had 60,000 people that were part of her, you know, a campaign, 60,000. And yet she only got 40,000 votes. How is that even yeah. possible? So, you know, do you, do you feel that there could have been some shenanigans going on there? Yeah. And so the same was true with us. We, we ended up getting uh, 50,000 ish votes. And so, you know, again, a good percentage, but it's not a winning formula. So here's what happens. And people need to know this is behind the scenes, real information that is what it is. 
endorsements are bought and paid for with both money, favors, and promises. I don't care what people think, and I don't care who they believe. That's exactly what happens. Endorsements are bought and paid for with the expressed intent to raise money. That's all it's about. So what they'll do is they will um, go out here and the uniparty that is the Democrats, Republicans, it's a uniparty. It's not, they're not conservatives and left. It's not like that at all. They're all leftists, right? And so they don't want their little elitist club um, encroached upon. They don't want anybody to get into the little boys and girls club. So they will do everything they can to push you out. And what they'll do is they will, throw out dummy TV ads. They'll do that at the last minute and the candidates don't pay for them. So in other words, in Georgia, you could have someone pushing a TV ad out for a candidate there that they want to win or against a candidate that they don't want to win. And it'll be outside money doing that. It's not in the candidate's purview. And they can lie. They can do whatever they want to. And they'll do that the last week or two of election on TV because they can capture a lot of people's attention because many people still watch TV. Yeah. Uh, you also have the voting issue, you know, the integrity of the elections. And unfortunately, today's world, we still have these absentee ballots. We have ballot harvesting that goes on. And it varies in different degrees around these different states, um, local municipalities, local counties. And so it's all a big, a big joke. And, but all that said, I want to not deter conservative candidates from running. I want to encourage them to run because the win is that most Republicans, about half of the registered Republican voters in each state don't vote in the primary. That's true. And that's a shocking stat. So, there's that and we have to educate them to get out and turn out. And then there's a lot of Democrats and, and independents that are registered as such that don't even know why they do it. They don't even know why they're registered and they're very conservative. Mm. So it's like we have to re-educate, um, reignite the base once again. And it is not done from a federal level. Mm. It's local and state. We will not get back our republic, our conscious republic, by depending on the federal government. It is gotten back and and really grabbed back by the people. We have to have governors and we have to have sheriffs that have what's called a backbone. Anatomically speaking, you can't stand up physically without a backbone. That's right. But spiritually speaking, you are nothing more than a flapping um, flag and a breeze without a backbone. So that's just a couple of things that I observed. Man, I'll tell you, you know, because everywhere I go and, you know, as I do, we go around the country, we speak to a lot of patriots and a lot of the people say, I just don't trust the election system. And so what do we do? And it's so frustrating when, you know, someone like myself, like yourself, that loves this country, that's standing for our Constitution. Uh, When we get back from the break, we got to take a quick break here. But I want to talk about the U.S. president, quote, unquote, president, the occupant, I call him. Last night, literally said one of the most bombastic statements ever said from an American president. It's unbelievable. He literally labeled half the country uh, extremists. So we'll be right back with Dr. Mark Sherwood. And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky money All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. 
we got about a 14-minute segment right now with an amazing man of God, a friend of mine who's been on the Reawake America tour, by the way. You can catch him on Reawake America. He's also got Sherwood TV. He's on His Glory, and I think a couple other things as well, right, uh, Dr. Sherwood? Yeah, I think um, pretty much on all those networks out there, um, Brighton, American Media Periscope, His Glory. Um, just grateful to be a part, Todd. I mean, we're trying to communicate a truth out there that is uh, – it's needed, you yep. know, emotional, physical, uh, spiritual, yep. governmental, financial, education, freedom, if you will, in all those five areas. And I want people to have the opportunity to have an abundant life here on earth as God intends. Amen to that. All right. So we got to talk about this. I did not watch the speech. I'll be honest. I don't watch demons talk, <laughs> or, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, let's just, you know, the, the clip started flying around. Oh, I don't know. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock last night. I started seeing some of the speech. And one of the things that the occupant said, uh, which is just unbelievable, is he called out basically half of America. I mean, at least 81 million people uh, that voted for President Donald Trump and, and called an entirety of, of the, I mean, now he's, yeah, I guess he's trying to differentiate between establishment like Liz Cheney types or, uh, you know, yeah. John McCain types or whatever. But, you know, the bottom line is uh, it's, it's most Republicans and many independents and many people love our country uh, that voted for Donald Trump. He called us extremists and he said this is dangerous. And so this is the first time in my lifetime that I've ever seen a, a sitting, you know, U.S. president say something so bombastic and so divisive. Uh, I want to get your take on this, Dr. Sherwood. Well, it was, and I did listen to that clip. I probably got sent that um, 10 times by people. <laughs> right. um, now, here's the thing. I, I, I really thought about it, Todd, and I actually, um, before I responded to that with any interview, I, I thought about it and I thought, what is that? And I'm going to offer an opinion right now and a take on this that I think will give people some hope. Okay. Because as you know, I'm the uh, eternal hope dealer, right? Yep, so are. here's the thing. When that goofball, and I call him a mixed up goofball because he's nothing more than a puppet in charge right now on strings. That's right. um, he is not a leader. He's just in an office that is in a leadership position. So just know that. Yep. Now, what he said was, was actually out of fear, fear. When demons speak, when demonic forces speak through willing people, they're speaking out of fear because they know that their time of defeat is near. Come on. So when he good. spoke that, yep. I received that as, oh, my goodness, he is getting concerned that the patriots are rising up. Yes. So understand two terms. Tyranny is when the people fear the government. Freedom is when the government fears the people. Yes. And he was talking about the government fearing the people. And that to me is a positive, very good, encouraging sign that the message is getting heard. Now, having said that, I mean, I hope that's one thing. Having said that, there is within the Patriot movement, a lot of emotion. Yeah. We have to be very concerned about not falling in for the trap. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to be above reproach. That's right. You cannot dumb things. It's good. It's like when you're driving a car, if everybody's speeding around you and you get stopped, it's not their fault. It's yours. Yeah. You know, you can say, well, they were going 75 and I was going 72. They should get a ticket too. Great. But I'm stopping you. Right. So 
We need to understand we can't get sucked into the vortex of creating violence and really stupid behavior. So in other words, not too professional, but I'll say it like this. Don't allow yourself to be sucked into doing something dumb because the second person that punches back gets caught. And we know that story. So I'm giving everybody a little bit of wisdom and how to receive that right now. Again, ignore that nonsense, that rhetoric like you did, but at the same time, understand where it's coming from. And the roundabout feature is it's positive. Keep stepping up, standing up, let your voices be heard and let your faith and your praise lead the way, not criticism, but faith and praise has got to lead the way. And faith and praise will overpower all criticism, just like the light of God will overpower all darkness. Man, I'm going to tell you, you said that better than just about any person we've had on this broadcast. I'm, and, you know, we have pastors and evangelists, but Mark, you really just said it the best, man. Uh, that's exactly right, because I've been feeling that they're going to uh, try to, you know, lure us into another trap. Uh, as a patriot, yep. you know, and, and, and another thing they could do is they could, uh, you know, maybe something bombastic happens, like maybe they indict President Trump. I've heard Newt Gingrich say yep. they might do it. I've heard Napolitano say they might do it. You know, these are some uh, reputable people, former judges, and, you know, they're looking at this and they're saying it's a very good possibility President Trump's going to be indicted. If that happens on, on the heels of this speech, when so many patriots are very, very upset, you know, at, at the least there could be peaceful protests and that would be fine. But the problem is they could put an agent provocateurs into some of these and then have another January 6th. Have you thought of anything like that? Yes, I have. And uh, to, to really get right into that details, as my former career in law enforcement with teams in the SWAT team, I have written multiple affidavits. I've presented multiple affidavits to judges and I've served hundreds of warrants with local, state and federal officers. So I understand the dynamics of that and what we're doing right now, we got to fall really, when you write an affidavit like that, there is listed crimes that have to be laid out in there with probable cause laid out in that narrative with evidence of said crime located at point B or point A or location A or B. Now, having said that, the officers that executed that warrant wouldn't necessarily have even been able to read the affidavit so we we cannot demonize law enforcement don't do that there could be corruption but corruption is not up to us as believers to root out judgment vengeance is mine saith the lord he will reveal truth our job is to shine the light truth shines lies are revealed my job is not get sucked into that, but I have thought about that. I do think, in my opinion, that the whole design of this investigation uh, from the top is to get some sort of an indictment, uh, get some sort of a minor conviction so that Donald Trump is not allowed to run for office. I really believe that's the angle they're going. Sure. Now, having said that, if I'm Donald Trump, man, I'm going to say, you got charges to bring against me. You bring it on right now so that we can get the fight going because right now, the longer it drags out with all the rhetoric, it's just going to create more cloud of doubt and divisiveness. This was a backfire all the way. This created more divisiveness in our country than anything could have. And I think their agenda is clear. Divide, conquer. Kind of sounds demonic, doesn't it? So I, I do think there's a good chance that Charges will be brought, in my opinion, 
based upon my experience in the way investigations go, hence the partial redaction of the affidavit released. You're not going to get all the story. There's going to be all kinds of speculation. And they're trying to appeal this situation into the court of public opinion as compared to the judiciary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk about that court of public opinion for a minute, because my wife, she really feels and, and I, I understand what she's saying, because, you know, her family is a good example, like her parents get it, but some of her other siblings and, and they don't. But, you know, she says, you know, our country is so polarized that people have kind of already dug in and they've kind of made their decisions. And so, you know, a lot of times when you go out there, Todd, you're just preaching to the choir. And then, you know, these other people won't even listen to what you have to say. Now, you've just been around the state and you've gone to hundreds of meetings and you've spoke to so many people. Do you find that to be the case where it's mainly just preaching to the choir? Or are there people that are maybe in the middle that that are still trying to make a decision? They're watching all this. Maybe people that were Democrats in the Kennedy era and they've been lifelong Democrats. But now they're like, wait a minute, this is getting a little radical. This is not the party I once knew. Did you see that in your travels or what did you what did you witness? I did. Uh, I saw a lot of people that um, were listening. A lot of people are watching. You know, life's like this. That you know, when you go through life, there's Todd, there's Mark, there's there's probably a handful of people that actually root for you. Yeah. And there's a handful of people that hope you die. That's true. And there's a whole bunch of people that are waiting to see where you're going to stand and how consistent you're going to be. And so it th- that's the way it is. There's a lot of people that are waiting and looking for leaders people that will stand for and maintain a consistency of truth. Now, truth in this, and I want to make sure everybody understands, even Donald Trump is subject to making some goofed up decisions. We all are, all of us as human beings. The best thing that can happen in any situation like this is to have a spirit of humility, which means if you goofed up, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry or I was wrong. That's good. That's important. You compare that with the idea of pride, which is politics, which doesn't allow those terms to happen and spoken. And I find that that's very troubling. So I find more people are out there looking for the spirit of humility and leadership than we believe. Yeah. I appreciate people's differences of opinion. And frankly, to have a healthy, loving, godly, nonviolent discussion with somebody that differs is actually the backbone of our constitutional republic. It's, it's amazing. It's awesome. That's what makes us better. Uh, we have got to begin to promote that narrative more than ever. Instead of firing up one side or the other, that is not solving the problems. Mm. It, it is. You preach to the choir, you can get the choir all wired up, but unless there's a bridge built, and, and I'll use a spiritual term with this time, you know, Jesus didn't hang out with only Christians, right? Right. He was actively involved in the world, but not of the world. So right. I did see do see, and there's no way we could have got 50,000 votes, Todd. There's no way without God's help, without his principles. So there's a big shift in that. And if we will embrace that, we will see, victory once again within lives primarily and then within our country in some spots 
Yes. Amen to that. You know, what you're saying, it doesn't just apply to politics. It really applies to the ministry as well. Um, you've been in ministry for a long time. I mean, you know, you're, you're really like a Renaissance man. I mean, it's like when I say, I mean, you are a minister of the gospel. You are an evangelist. You do have a pastor call on your life, but you're also, I mean, you're a former police officer. You're, you know, a gubernatorial candidate. You're a doctor. I mean, you're really the type of guy that we need in America right now. I'm just going to be honest, man. But I, I'm, I'm asking you this question because I know you've been around and you're well-rounded, but you've seen the Christian community. There's pastors right now that are stepping down. I think just recently there was one uh, that, that's taking a break right now because of some text messages. You know, I don't know if you heard the story. And and many people reach out to me, uh, Dr. Sherwood, and they say, Todd, I'm just so disillusioned with the church. And uh, if you have a few minutes, you know, what's your heart on that? What, what should people uh, do when they're seeing so many people, you know, Hillsong recently, they saw the situation in New York uh, with a, a former, uh, you know, Justin Bieber's pastor. So many different things that have happened over the last couple of years. What say you on that subject matter? Well, I appreciate you asking, and I could, you know, I will talk about that as much as you want because I feel like the um, the temptation for money, fame, power, influence is available to all of us as human beings, especially the ministry. You go back and look at Jesus' temptations after being let off in the desert for 40 days. You know, one of the temptations by Satan was, hey, uh, you see all these kingdoms? They were all given to me. If you'll bow down to me, I'll give them to you. Jesus did not refute that statement, what he said. So that means that there is evil in the world that has the power to give you wealth, fame, influence, money, if you'll bow down. The bowing down is a subtle shift over time. It's a subtle drift over time. Everyone is capable of it, but the days we have now of celebrity pastors has wounded our ability to communicate the gospel and the good news of Jesus. Dr. Sherwood, can you hold that thought for one second? We got to go to commercial break. Do you have 10 more minutes? I do. Okay, we'll be right back. Dr. Mark Sherwood, what a man of God. We'll be right back. Right outside of this one church town, there's a golden road to a whole lot nothing. Got a deed to the land. All right. I was just telling Dr. Mark Sherwood, I'm a big Mark Sherwood fan. I mean that sincerely uh, because, you know, you just don't get men of God like this that are so kind, so humble, and yet have just accomplished so many things, Dr. Sherwood, and uh, just really appreciate you, man, your ministry. You were talking about a very important answer, and I want to just go right back into that about the church, how pride comes in, how celebrity pastors, and I know you've seen this over the years, so uh, can you continue to answer that one? Yes. Um, in, in my history of ministry, you know, I was uh, actually um, tied in with some of the biggest televangelists that we all know today, right. leaving the names out. But um, I, I saw, you know, a trend towards celebrityism in the pastorate and yes. where, where there was like, you know, you get your bodyguards and you get your entourage and you're just so untouchable. Yep. Um, when you become untouchable, you become unteachable and unreachable. And that's a very important point. Jesus was not untouchable, unteachable and unreachable. He actually was involved in people's lives. And I think that the church, and I'll use air quotes here, I'm using air quotes with my hands for the radio people. Yep. Um, the, the church was never intended to be big buildings that are empty six days a week. It was never intended to be programs guided towards time versus uh, the idea of God moving in people's lives. Church is about people. Man, we are in church right now. People ask me all the time, yep. where do you go to church? And I'm saying, 
right now here. And that freaks them out because that is the true answer. The church is not a building. It's not where you go. You can't even answer the question. Where do you go to church with a straight face? Because you can't go inside yourself. You know, it's like a, it's a brain twister, right? So we need to get back to the relationship thing. And right now, Todd, we are talking, yes, we're on uh, electronic platforms, but yes, we're on all kinds of people are listening right now. We're in church. Welcome to church. It's yes. the people, man. Yes. And so we've got to get back there. Yes. The so body, the, the body is the temple is about of the Holy Spirit. Communication, yep. training, teaching, equipping the saints to go out into the world, not become in of the world, but into the world to go out there and communicate light. And that's all it's about. There are giftings within the church. You know, the fivefold ministries, we all know about that. We need to get back to that again. The frequency of meeting together, the idea of meeting together needs to be redefined. That doesn't need to be on a Sunday. It could be, it might be, it might be on a Saturday. It's when we fellowship, that is meeting together. So that means that that whole Hebrews 25 thing, let us not stop meeting together, encouraging one another, and all the more as the day is approaching. That has nothing to do with Sunday. That has everything to do with every day. And I just really want us to get back to that once again. And our lives, Todd, our lives, our existence, this human experience, we are 24-7, 365 designed to be an ambassador, a representation of a kingdom, not of this world. So wherever we go, whatever we do, our mission is to be seen, heard, experienced as if we're a light in a darkened world. Yes. Yes. So good, man. So good. You know, let's put on the doctor hat for a second here. We've just come out of uh, what they're calling a pandemic. Uh, It's been just a horrible two years. I mean, you know, all of us can think about, you know, I hear a lot of people say, I want to go back to normal. And I always say, well, what is normal? Was normal even normal? You know, and so a lot has happened from this. Uh, Where are we at right now medically? What are you seeing with people that are coming to you? Uh, You know, do you think there's going to be another quote, unquote, pandemic? I mean, you know, with the whole vax situation, everything. What are you seeing out there in the doctor world? I do think there will be more... um viruses, gain-of-function viruses created and, and released. I do think that um, that's part of the evil design in the world. However, having said that, just people understand this, this is a big thought, that everything that is created was created by God. When mankind gets his hand on it, that's when we mess it up. So don't fear anything that God created. Therefore, don't fear anything in the world. So the, the pandemic was never a pandemic. It was always an endemic, meaning it was a virus that was there that we got our grubby hands on and sort of manipulated it where it could actually have an ability to attach onto human DNA, RNA, and exist or continue to thrive and proliferate. Um, Our mission in our lives, and the reason we had such a difficult time was because of the uh, deterioration in America's health. Uh, We have perpetuated a lot of unhealthy immunocompromised behaviors by what we do. We're high stress. We don't exercise. We eat like horrible And we don't supplement, we don't encourage, we're not sleeping, you know, all this stuff. We did that. And so can you imagine going back to the idea? I mean, I want people to get their wonder hat on. What if we had a world (laughs) of people or even a country of people that actually were not obese, 
did not participate in the standard American diet, ate natural, limited their social media, worked on eight hours of sleep and exercise every day. My question is, is that too hard to imagine? Can't we really do that? Yes. Is that not looking in the mirror and saying, man, that's your responsibility, sir, ma'am? Is that not a potential that we could create that environment? Because, friends, that is God's environment. That's right. And in God's environment, there is no pandemic. That's right. That's a big deal. There's no vaccine or medication deficiency. Jesus didn't take either. I asked him, and he just laughed at me. And so I just want us to imagine that world. That world is God's world. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God gives us everything we need on earth, Todd. Yep. And we need to embrace that once again. And from a health standpoint, we're going to see other treacherous tactics of the tyrannical enemy thrown at us. Yep. Our job is to prepare to go to war, become resilient, and walk in our victorious status that we are. Yes. So good, man. We only got about three more minutes here, but tell people what you do at Sherwood TV and, and all the different things that you're working on where you uh, walk people through this type of healing and, and healthy lifestyle and things like that. Well, obviously, this is our ministry, and we're not just doctors that prescribe medication. We actually pray for you. We we teach you biblical principles, and so the emotional, physical, spiritual health is all one to us. Uh, we do uh, a lot of things. We'll do nutrition, sleep management, stress management, activity. Uh, we also talk about genetics, hormones, peptides, and over the top, there's a lot of spiritual and emotional wellness principles. People come to us, they get well. They get healed. We have a gift of healing. It's taken me a long time to just say that boldly and overtly, and it's the way it is. Um, we get people off unnecessary medications. We get them free from addictions to the current Babylonian lifestyle we live in, and we get them trusting God again to allow the fruit of his spirit in our life to actually be observed, honored, and activated and when we do people get well and we get to help people all around this country and so are so grateful for that opportunity love it man where do they find your information how what's your website and all that good stuff yeah they go to sherwood.tv and every month we have two free webinars where people can um, go to and uh, they can schedule appointments from there we don't want anybody to pay any money until they actually get to know us a little bit and um Certainly, we uh, want to be a part of their lives, and we want to teach everybody out there listening how to do it themselves. And the best thing we can do is equip you with hope and health and freedom, and then you can go out there and become a hope, health, and freedom dealer yourself. That's right. The website, one more time, sir. Yeah, Sherwood.tv. And make sure that you put in there that you heard from us from Todd Coconato and the remnant. We really want to know where you come from because we want to know what you know, which helps us help you better. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Dr. Mark Sherwood, a friend, uh, just an all around good guy, and he's out there making a huge difference. And uh, before we go, are you, you planning on running again in the future? Yeah, if God says so, I will. You know, we're just trusting Him. Uh, we've been asked dozens of times and uh, we'll, we'll see, man. I think right now leadership is one that we just do. And so now we've got 50,000 odd people that are depending on us uh, to lead them and even more around the world. So we're going to continue to communicate that. And we really um, 
are, are not going to back down at all. We never stopped, never changed a thing, and I never lost a day of sleep over anything. That's right. Well, I guess, I guess you, you trust God and you know. I mean, he's already expanding the territory, continues to open new doors. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, President Sherwood would be pretty amazing. And uh, <laughs> I, I could just see Xi Jinping looking at uh, this dude's a big guy here, man. Don't mess with Dr. Sherwood. <laughs> all right. Well, Dr. Mark Sherwood, we want to thank you so much for coming on the program today. And thank you to everybody that's tuned in. You can go to ToddCoconato.com. You can go to PastorTodd.org, and we love you. We bless you. Uh, we're definitely going to have Dr. Mark Sherwood on again. What a great man of God. I really appreciate the show today. All right, Revenue Warriors, we love you. We bless you, and we'll be back soon. Hey, everybody. Pastor Todd here. just want to thank you for tuning in to this broadcast, and we want to thank Real Talk Radio for allowing us to have this program on the broadcast. You can go to toddcoconato.com slash give and help us support this effort as we put out this information in this information war that we're in. toddcoconato.com slash give. Thank you and God bless you. And thank you for being part of The Remnant.